0: Hi, I'm Ben. And I'm Lucas. And we are
1: two aspiring filmmakers making unnecessary commentary on famous movies. Each week, we will randomly select a film to analyze, discuss, and review. We will select the
0: film at the end of each podcast, so you will have ample time to watch the movie before the next episode.
1: We are slightly qualified film students. Hello. Hello, hello. Hello,
0: Hello, everybody. Welcome to the second episode of 2021.
1: Yes, 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 yes. Uh, this week we're coming it in is atonement yeah atonement from 2007 um you want to yeah. give a quick plot summary
0: yeah for sure uh directed by joe wright um based off the ian McEwan novel which i've heard is ac- was actually insanely popular even though i've never heard of it um yeah let's jump into the plot summary here 13-year-old fledgling writer Brienne Talis irrevocably changes the course of several lives when she accuses her older sister's lover of a crime he did not commit. Yes. Uh, that's the plot summary and it's pretty much spot on. That is exactly what happens in the film.
1: Uh, yeah. For like the first, uh, I guess that's more like the first 40 minutes of the film.
0: First 40 minutes, but at, at the end of the day, that's like the overarching yeah, story. I is guess so. Kind of the events that unfold due to that. Yeah. Um, because, you know, you got to remember that he. Uh, Robbie never would have gone to war in the first place if he didn't get snitched. That's by. true. Because he only joined the army to get out of prison. That's true. Um, yeah. So. Yeah, it's it sounds simple and it is actually a decently simple film on paper. Um, while there is a lot of creative elements being used to tell the story, uh, at the end of the day, you know, it's, it's a decently standard romance movie um, set in the '30s in England. So uh, everybody's got British accents, obviously. Yep. Um, yeah. I was going in completely blind you said you've seen it once yeah a long time ago
1: yeah when I I guess yeah so this is my second time watching it but I forgot a lot a lot right. about this movie um I mean you have to have remembered the ending though. well yeah I remembered the ending but for the most part I I didn't really remember that much but as I was re-watching right. this film I was yeah I agree it is a fairly um simple romance film i mean besides the ending and you know it is a bit darker than most romantic uh, dramas but it's it is fairly simple but i gotta say this movie is beautiful and you know i don't know i feel like that's the word i would use to describe this film it's just it has this element of beauty to everything whether it's you know, the costumes, the cinematography, the, the acting, I mean, everything just has this layer of beauty to it. Mm -hmm. And it, I mean, there aren't a lot of movies like that. I mean, there's, there's a lot of films we've, I mean, at least the films we've watched so far aren't really of that kind of, they're all kind of have this gritty, dark, um, world involved. So this was kind of a fresh new film we got to watch. Yeah.
0: And even the scenes that are super gritty, um, for instance, when Robbie literally stumbles upon, like a mass grave of dead nuns. Yeah. Even that shot is pretty beautiful.
1: Yeah, it's
0: true. <laughs> or just in general, all the stuff in France, um, which is obviously you know during World War Two, it's a very dark mm-hmm. time, and you know, the makeup and just the costumes are really dark. But all the shots are these really beautiful landscapes.
1: Yeah. I Um, felt like the entire, like, war sequence, everything about Robbie, it was just breathtaking. Every single shot. I
0: think that was probably my favorite portion of the film. Yeah, me too. The stuff filmed Mm -hmm. where Robbie is in the war. I just think it kind of gave this aspect of beauty um, that not a lot of war movies ever really do. Yeah, no. I think war movies sometimes get caught up in portraying it really realistically, you know? So they get really into making everything shaky and,
1: mm-hmm. but, um, and then close there's, up. There's also the fact that this isn't a war movie. I mean, it's Exa- he's yeah, in the exactly. war, but there's no actual battles yeah. that we witness. It's more... Uh, I just guess him his, walking yeah. to Dunkirk, yeah. pretty
0: much, is all you see.
1: Mm-hmm. Um,
0: but I just think instead of you know getting these really close-up shots of the soldiers what this film does is it gets the landscape yeah all the shots are these really wide open vistas kind of
1: yeah
0: um which gives you know this element to this that isn't really seen in many other films and it totally just adds to this really overarching green kind of bluish color palette of the whole film They have this nice color grade that really fits with all the war scenes as well as the, you know, happier greens we see at the start of the film. Yeah. Um, And then it gets really dark and slimy, kind of. So I think it really fits
1: nicely. And and the whole film kind of stylistically is very tied together. Mm -hmm. Mm-hmm. Yeah, so I'm interested because this was my second time watching the film, so I already knew what was going to happen. But for you, did you... Uh, how predictable was, it was actually quite predictable. Yeah. Um, Well, okay.
0: It wasn't like I knew, oh yeah, now she's, it's going to be like her writing the book. But my first thought was that it was going to be like a play that she wrote. Um, and I first kind of was thinking that when we first get to see the older Bryony, Um, When we first see her writing the story and she's like, oh, it's the story of a foolish young girl. Then I was like, oh, wait, maybe this is going to be a play because, you know, last week you were like, oh, the ending. So I was like, "Mm, maybe that's going to happen. Right. And uh, yeah, then when it hard cut to the studio cameras, I like I wasn't that surprised. You know, it wasn't like a Shutter Island you know you get that sense like oh damn my whole world just got flipped upside down it was just kind of like a oh that's interesting
1: but okay um, before we go on people if you haven't seen this film go watch it first cuz we're going to go into major yeah, spoilers yeah, right major now major spoilers but like did you see that they were dead <laughs> like was that something you saw coming uh i i kind of i mean no i didn't really
0: have that thought but i think um what really was a bit unsatisfying, I guess, for me with this plot twist, it wasn't the fact that I saw it coming, per se. It was the fact that I didn't really feel like it mattered. Mm. Um, because they, they they do the plot twist in a way that, even if the film resolved with no plot twist, like it wasn't resolved, you know? Um, right. Briny hasn't made it up to them they're still obviously really pissed at her mm-hmm. and she just kind of leaves so i yeah when the plot twist happened and they were dead it wasn't like the happy ending turned sad yeah. it was just like the sad ending turned even more sad but, but in a different direction it's
1: <laughs> sad it's not as sad for bryany but it's more sad for their characters i guess yeah like when i, 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 I when i was watching this again i was still kind cried of... <laughs> Like, I mean, but, well, I'll talk about this more when we talk about the ending, but this kind of remind, reminded me of Brazil, the ending, not, not yeah. like, at, but how, you know, it originally with them, um, with her leaving the house and them kissing in the window, it's kind of has that like love conquers all idea. Yeah. And then it shuts that down in the next scene. So that's, that's that mm-hmm. contrast I felt it had with Brazil for the ending. Yeah. I see that.
0: Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, I'll I'll talk more about that in ending as well. Yeah, yeah. Uh, and I think for this film, both of our standout scenes are the same. Um, it's got to yeah. be the five-minute long tracking shot on Dunkirk Beach. Oh, yeah. I mean, it's just so impressive. This is like 1917,
1: but 13 years ago level. And um, just, I feel like, for me personally, I think this is one of my... Uh, All time favorite long shots. I mean, I think Other there's a than couple. Birdman
0: as a whole, <laughs>
1: <laughs> yeah. There, there's there. There are some great tracking shots out there, but the one, yeah, and the one that really sticks out to me is this this tracking shot because it is just mm. not only is it beautiful, but it is insanely impressive.
0: It's so impressive. There is so much happening in this shot, mm-hmm. um, and and you can tell this isn't just. Uh, like they got it, but there was like, I don't know, some issue, but you know, every extra did what they were supposed to do. So they just kept it like, this is perfectly executed. Um,
1: yeah.
0: I mean, it was my first time watching it, so I wasn't necessarily nitpicking it, but I mean, it was, it was flawless. Uh, yeah.
1: The interesting thing about this, yeah, this, this shot, they, they were originally going to shoot this as a montage. They had no intention of doing it as one long take. But then when they were there and they had all the extras there and they had a day, they had a single day to shoot all of this. They realized that they couldn't do it as a montage. It was going to take way too long to individually set up the shot. So he was like, we're going to do this in one take. And everyone was like, what? Um, But they, I guess they rehearsed from like 6 a.m. to 6 p.m. They had like 12 hours of rehearsal and then they just did it. And it is incredible. Yeah, um, yeah, still best shot of the film.
0: Best scene of the film, I guess.
1: Yeah. Uh, um, super well, impressive. Yeah. I figured you were going to choose that as your standout scene, so I chose another yeah, one. Yeah, I mean. Um, okay. So this, this... I didn't even realize this sequence had any importance the first time I watched the film, and you probably didn't either. But when I was rewatching it... I realized that they throw a giant hint that Robbie dies, and it's actually blatantly obvious when you watch it a second time. So basically, right when Robbie uh, goes to sleep under that kind of dock area, when he's and waiting, it rewinds, yeah, see, it yeah it replays basically the entire film from his perspective. Which, you, you know, is we're assuming that that's basically now his brain, um, his life flashing before his eyes, as people say happens right before you die. So we have yeah. that sequence occur. And then it follows with um, a shot of him walking off into this poppy field. And it's this, it has like old film grain on it, and it's this beautiful shot of him walking off into a poppy field. And the music right. just cuts out out completely, and it's just silent as he walks off, like out of focus. And I mean, that to me is just clearly, blatantly yeah, the filmmakers guess, telling you this. To, he because that's when he died. In that's in when real he dies, life. and then it mean, goes on. I mean, to be
0: honest, I guess when I was watching that shot, I I don't know what I was thinking. I was thinking maybe it was like gonna be a montage of him at war. Cause you know, it was, it was kind of playing like a montage of clips of him and um, mm-hmm. Kira Knightley's character. Yep. But yeah, then it just kind of cuts to Bryony and I guess I didn't really think about it too much. Mm-hmm. But now that you say that, yeah, I totally yeah, see that. So
1: that, that actually got me cause I never realized that the first time and I don't know, it That's really nice. hit me. And I, well, not only was it just beautifully edited, but it was just, I don't know it, it, it was symbolic it was poetic it was metaphorical it just it worked as yeah. the sequence of shots so that's the other part i picked um but yeah nice. i mean i think we should just get into the review uh me too let's just hop right into this thing um first do you want to take a quick break yeah let's take a quick break and then we're gonna hop into story and originality <laughs>
0: All right, and we're back. We are back. Time to hop right into the review. Let's hop into a uh, story and originality, which is out of ten percent. Um, yeah, I, I, I like the story that this uh, film has. Now, let me just state say, uh, state right off the bat, I'm not normally a huge romance kind of guy. Uh, mm-hmm. I don't know. I just think that a lot of romance films kind of just are boring and long and i feel like would be better as a tv show (laughs) but you know this is not just your typical romance um it's also you know a war film you see some horrific
1: stuff the thing about this film is even though it's classified as romance i don't think there's a whole lot of romance like it feels it feels like this is more Bryony's story yeah i agree it feels like it's more Bryony's story and then that's kind of just like a beast b-story that's also yeah you know important but it well, really the, all, uh, the only romantic moments yeah but i feel like the only romantic moments are really the first like 30 minutes of the film mm-hmm. and then it kind of and then when she kind of meets it. him at the bus kind of thing
0: yeah yeah that's pretty much it mm-hmm uh, but yeah i yeah. mean another thing aside from just Kind of not being your typical romance film that this story does really well is just the way that it uses time as a, as a concept. Um, I mean, not only does it end with a huge jump to the future, um, mm-hmm. but also just as you're watching this, you get to see things from multiple perspectives uh, quite a few times. So yeah. I guess like the first example of that is when uh, Bryony sees Robbie, um, like the fountain scene. Uh, you see it from Bryony's yeah. perspective and then you see it from Robbie's perspective. Uh, and yeah. this is like a repeated thing throughout the whole film. And I just think it's really creative yeah. and, uh, they do it really well.
1: Yeah. I, um, yeah, it's not the most original, like lots of filmmakers have done this. Um, oh, yeah. But, but I just, it, it, it's a nice it, touch. It's cool when anyone ever does that because it definitely it works for this film, mm-hmm. and um, it's a really interesting way of telling the first act. And I think that's why the first act of this film might not be the most entertaining part, but I feel like it is the, it is the overall strongest. As I think, like mm. the first act as a whole could be a forty-minute film. You know, it kind of. Yeah. Yes, we go on, but once we skip to four years later, we're in the back half. And that front portion of that film, yeah, it's strong. It's really strong, and it's really well written.
0: Yeah, I, I also just love the way how, you know, at first you're hit with all this different information. And then, you know, there's this pause when the war happens. You know, you, you're kind of left on this cliffhanger when Robbie is uh, arrested, because um, that kind of mm-hmm. concludes the first act and then you know you have to sit through all this war stuff and then slowly you know you reveal the events of the past and how it actually went down and i just think yeah. it does this really well because you know it's not like they're just gonna tell you what happened they uh they slowly reveal things you know way too far in the future uh you know that it was actually benedict cumberbatch's character who um committed the crime uh
1: did did you see that coming that's the other one i was wondering yeah
0: i did see that coming for sure I, yeah i knew right I, of course like i know instantly that robbie isn't uh mm-hmm. well guilty, yeah but like obviously. did you think it was benedict
1: cumberbatch because yeah, i thought I, it
0: was benedict cumberbatch's character because mm-hmm. i was like who else it's yeah. literally either him that's or, true. uh uh what's his name um the, the guy brother. he comes in with but just Benedict
1: yeah. Cumberbatch was the one who actually had a character. So I yeah. was like, oh yeah, it's going to be him. Because <laughs> the first time when I was going to rewatch this, I thought for some reason that they showed his face the first time we see that. No,
0: they only showed the And they time. don't, they
1: don't. But for some reason I thought they did. And that's why it made her saying that it was Robbie even more messed up. But then I realized. No, made, I, she just you know.
0: makes a mistake it's
1: being naive
0: it's being naive child. but i mean also if you see it from her perspective which is also you know the perspective of a child which is a, <laughs> actually pretty much the major theme in this film is uh don't trust kids um <laughs> that, i guess that's like one of uh my issues overall with the story is i don't know i don't like, some of the other films we've reviewed have had really strong messages and themes. This film doesn't really... Yeah. It's just kind of... I don't know. Don't, don't believe what you hear kind of thing. Um, and yeah, I think this know. film
1: is a lot about truth and honesty.
0: Yeah. Um, it's, it's. Yeah. you know, there there are prevalent themes, but I just think it's not as strong as, say, I don't know a uh, a parasite, parasite or uh yeah. place beyond the pines or even a brazil you know about society yeah which you know this film doesn't have to be after all it is a romance no. but you know just just kind of comparing and contrasting to other yeah. things
1: okay sure um i think that the story yeah i think it's pretty good I don't think it's the most original um, yeah, I stories I've seen. I mean, yes, the ending is original, and there are elements to the film that are original, but when I, I think mostly when we're looking at the actual love story uh, in this film, it's pretty it's, much yeah what we've seen a million times before. Mm-hmm. Um, I do think that compared to a lot of other films out there that are similar in this regards it is a bit more original but I still don't think it's the most original film I've ever seen. Um but yeah, I think that the story drives this film. Um and the other thing is that when we're looking at this, we also have to realize that this is a adaptation of a novel. So yeah. w- when we're judging the story, we're kind of judging the book more than the movie mm-hmm. because um I've never I'm assuming read the book. Uh, i'm assuming this is fairly similar to the book because it's like, if the exactly author had the rights same. to the film i read the plots yeah so the book it's literally the same it's yeah it's the same thing. so i mean as a director that or a writer that that's going to be harder to even if you want to change parts because you feel like it would be better off this way you, you can't really do that so yeah. i mean that, that that's the hard part of any adapted screenplay but I, I still think the story is okay. Um, I think a lot of my problems are more in the screenplay section, and that's when I'm going to dive into it. But for the most part, I think it's okay. Uh, what was your grade? I gave it an 8%. Um, okay. And honestly, the reason it kind of...
0: You know, originally when I was watching this, I was like, eh, it's maybe a bit lower. But then I kind of realized this is like the most... uh, This is probably the best romance story movie i can really think of kind of it's definitely up there what
1: about her her? oh
0: okay like i'm not saying it's the best i'm just saying it's (laughs) way better than your average uh romance flick so that's kind of why i gave it more points here
1: yeah yeah
0: um i think it loses points in originality for me and i agree with Mm -hmm. you a lot of my problems come in the screenplay
1: so yeah uh yeah. yeah i gave it a seven percent pretty yeah. close i was gonna give it an eight but then i was like "Eh, i yeah. think i'm being too nice but yeah I, I i could see myself giving an eight but it's like a high seven high seven percent yeah
0: yeah low eight for me okay all right let's move Moving into the
1: beginning. To the beginning so yeah. so when <laughs> I, I was i mean i didn't think whenever i think beginning again i think like first 10 minutes ish yeah same. Um, I didn't think it was that great. <laughs> I didn't think it was very good at all, I'm mean, if I'm going to be honest. I I mean, the beginning, it sets up the characters well. That's what it does. It sets up our characters well. Yeah. It has a very, very cool soundtrack. And, I mean, this oh, soundtrack yeah. is very cool in my the opinion. The soundtrack is amazing um, in this film. Talk and, about that later. Um, Yeah, cinematography is good. But other than that, there's nothing super compelling about the beginning. I it's agree. solid in just setting up the rest of the film, but um, you know, not not a lot to talk about for the beginning of this film.
0: Uh, but yeah, cinematography yeah. is good, score is good. I gave it a a 3%. It's not necessarily yep, anything too. majorly wrong with it. It's just not that great.
1: It's pretty yeah, average. Yeah, it's just a it's just it's a, it's a beginning to set up the rest of the film. Yeah. Not much else really. So they're not really so, yeah, trying to 3%. innovate. Uh,
0: the opening shot's actually pretty cool with the miniature house. Oh yeah. Yeah.
1: That, that, that was cool. And then just so like a shot. To her.
0: Yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, let's move on to the ending. Okay. Uh, I wrote that I kind of saw it coming, but it's still a cool twist. That's,
1: you know, my main note. Um, mm-hmm. I I respect yeah. the twist, you know? It's... I I do too. And I was going to give this a 4%. I was about to write that down. But then the last like 30 seconds of the film and it boosted it up to a 5. Really? Um because I don't know, that the last um you know, we had that last 30 Dude, seconds of them on They cheated. They used beach. the white
0: cliffs of Dover. How
1: are you supposed to how could you not make that shot beautiful? I'm sorry. It's But impossible. it's not about the it's not about that. It's about, you know, it's just they sad. used the final <laughs> shot of the film is the picture, the picture that we see throughout the movie. Yeah. And that's that was
0: awesome to me. Like I was
1: like, "Wow." <laughs> and I totally forgot about that ending, and I also even though they end it with that plot twist and they're like, this is what happened, this is what happened, that ends. And then it's just this 30 seconds of, like, you don't hear the waves crashing. It's just the music and it's just them on the beach, And it can be interpreted in many different ways. And I've seen and read people's interpretations of this. Mine, personally, is that it's just that um, it's what could have been. It's yeah, like exactly. Rivalry. It's what could have been thinking what could have been. But yeah. I, I've read people think that it's the afterlife, that people... There's a lot of different interpretations. I mean,
0: it, you know, in theory, it could have been, like, them before he went to war or something. I don't yeah. know. Yeah.
1: But Whatever. I thought it was... I thought it was beautiful. <laughs> it's just beautiful. Um,
0: Made me cry. Yeah.
1: And I, I, so I don't know. I think percent for the me. plot twist was... F- yeah, 5% for me.
0: Yeah, I mean, I gave it a 4%. And, I mean, really, the only thing... Is that, I don't know, like, the twist is cool, but I think it's more of, like, uh, it's closer to, like, almost, like, an epilogue than a twist. Like, yes, you get the twist that they died. That's, like, the main twist. But then, you know, it's just kind of, like, some narration on what actually happened. And I just think it's a less strong twist than, you know, something like Brazil where it, like, hard cuts and it's like, yeah, he was insane, lol. Um
1: but you know, this was... the twist in Brazil I thought was more predictable because it was oh, yeah. it wasn't really a twist it was like they you it's not a comedy.
0: twist, but I'm just saying I guess just the way they you know say something's fake almost, yeah, yeah um, sure without I don't know over. I just think it it wasn't necessarily the best ending, but I did cry um I'm an easy cry. So. <laughs>
1: Yeah, no, I was oh going to give it a 4%. It was just that last 30 seconds that boosted it up for me. It's I mean, a low I've, 5, but... Yeah, I, I could have given it a 5, but I'm
0: sticking with my 4. Uh, yeah, fair enough. Pretty close. Um, all right, let's move on to screenplay slash dialogue out of 8%. Mm,
1: okay, so this is when I'm going to get into more of the nitty-gritty of the screenplay. Yeah. My biggest issue with this film is, once again, the love story, but it's not that it's unoriginal it's the problem that it that this this romance has and that a lot of romantic films suffer from and that is a underdeveloped love story i totally agree thank you so much i thought i might have been alone the, on this but yeah. no 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 <laughs> this has happened since romeo and juliet okay this isn't anything okay whoa 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 let's not get crazy here all right Okay, dude. Romeo and Juliet is like over the course of three days. Okay, yeah, but they Romeo kill and themselves. An
0: interesting play. Like, come on, don't bring that into dude. this.
1: Okay, okay, whatever. <laughs> I'm going to talk about Titanic then. Sure. Titanic oh, yeah. is a great example of an underdeveloped uh, love is story. Way too long. Titanic is an example of a film that does not need to be over three hours. I, I don't like the Titanic, and I'm just going to say that, and a lot of people are going to get mad at me. And I know, I, really like I know it won Best Picture. I know it won Best Picture.
0: I don't not like alone, that movie.
1: You're it's not alone. it's not good. It's I mean yes, it's an achievement technically speaking. Sure. Whatever. But who cares? The, the rest like the, the writing. It's boring. <laughs> the writing. The acting. Like, come on! It's Leon. just not good. Yeah. Yes, I. It should have won every technical award at the Oscars. No, you, it should not have won best picture
0: no i agree um but within Um, this film
1: yeah (laughs) tangent Uh, um let's bring it back yeah but this this film does that too it's an underdeveloped love story and the fact that we're we're getting too yes we're assuming that they already had something before this film starts but it it just feels too quick It
0: feels way too quick. Yeah, I mean, she gets this horrific letter almost. This very (laughs) overly sexual letter. And then she just kind of blows it off. And she's like, oh, so you love me, lol. Like, Mm -hmm. I I don't know. I just feel like the fact that this film is trying to do this kind of two perspectives thing in the first act. Where it's what uh, Bryony is perceiving from their love. And also just, you know, them actually, you know, their love story. I just feel like it doesn't give them enough time to develop the actual love story. So I just yeah. wasn't really that invested in it. There wasn't enough time to yep. flesh out the characters.
1: Um, yeah, and this film, it's it's two hours, but it's like 150 if you... Credits are long. Cre- if you don't include credits, yeah. So <laughs> I really think this film could have totally added 10, even 20 minutes... I agree. ...of just developing this... Relationship, way Mm more. And they could have even taken
0: that out in other places too, like the nursery part or something. Yeah,
1: yeah, exactly. And if you if you think about it, that ending, even though the ending is already hits hard, but I feel like right now the ending only hits hard because we care about the characters. The ending doesn't hit as hard because we don't really like we care about the relationship because we care about. Yeah, me too. Robbie is just this there... sad man. His story is so yeah. sad. But,
0: you know, Kira Knightley, it's like, I don't, why do I care about her? She's just kind of like, mm-hmm.
1: k- well, that's my other guy. thing about this film is we, yes, I get that it's, it's kind of supposed to be more about Briony. but if you're going to do all this character development about James McAvoy, then you got to reverse it and do it about Kira Knightley, and they don't do that. Yep right we we have a 30 minute uh sequence that's completely in developing um robbie's character and then we just kind of forgot about cecilia and i'm like she, cecilia okay. just kind of
0: i guess gets it's 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 almost like they don't even really focus on what happened to her after yeah, he gets exactly. arrested because there had to be mm-hmm. some you know she literally moves to a one-bedroom apartment in london which is, you know, yeah. pretty untypical of that kind of character. And you kind of just assume that, you know, she gets kicked out because she loves the guy that they all think um, is a rapist. Yeah. Like, why can't yeah. we see that scene? That would have been an intense scene. Yeah. But no, it
1: know, just uh... now she's just kind of there. <laughs> um. Yeah. And I think, yes, the ending is sad, but it would have hit so much harder if we so much had I character have development balling. on both of them. And we had a more developed relationship. All of a sudden, that ending goes from, you know, good Five to 6%. Um, <laughs> yeah, like, we'd have to give it an extra point.
0: Yeah. Um, if I'm if I'm weeping and need tissues, you get a 6. That's new rule imposed by Ben. Hasn't yes. happened yet, but maybe if we get, like, Manchester by the Sea or something.
1: Ooh. Ooh. ooh that's on the, that's that. on the wheel. Oh, it is? It's I on the wheels. Yes. Yep.
0: Um, okay focus focus uh i gave this a four percent yeah uh the only thing saving it is i actually really like the dialogue (laughs)
1: um yeah
0: i think the dialogue is really good and the pacing is actually mm, it's okay but like uh they don't spend that enough time on the important stuff and they spend too much time on the wrong stuff like bryany i think Um, if they just made this less about bryany but then, you know, then the whole story flops. So I really don't know what they could have done.
1: Mm-hmm. Um, and Rhyne's stuff wasn't that interesting, especially wasn't. when she's older. Also, I watched this
0: film with no subtitles. So the entire Ooh, intimate scene with her and oh, the soldier, I just didn't understand right. anything.
1: <laughs> yeah. Unfortunately. <laughs> okay. Um, yeah. I mean, I guess that he, whole I think soldier dies, scene right? could have been cut. Um. <laughs> did he die it's basically he has brain like he he, he's got that well obviously he's been shot in the head so he has a brain injury and he thinks that she's his girlfriend so he's talking about how they're gonna go get married and how his parents want them to get married and all that stuff um but honestly i think that's that scene could have been cut it didn't really do anything for her
0: development i mean yeah no it just kind of showed sadness of war, which you kind of already
1: get. So From seeing them all with their battle wounds and stuff. Yeah. 4%. Um, yeah, 4%. I, was, I was going to give it a 4% as well, but then I realized I kind of have to split evenly screenplay dialogue 4 and 4. And I was like, the screenplay isn't that bad. Right. So I gave it a 5%. I
0: mean, like, I, it's, I, I guess I don't really... I think that they're so closely intertwined, I feel like it's not necessarily... 50 50 split but i agree the swinging play is not a zero the pacing is actually decent considering Mm -hmm. how especially
1: like the the well all of robbie's stuff is fantastic and yeah i i I do like certain elements but it just it just yeah it it it, it's underdeveloped in Mm -hmm. many different aspects whether it's kira knightley's character or just Robbie and Cecilia's relationship,
0: yeah,
1: I don't know it That's... needed it just needed some more a few more scenes, yeah, like I when agree. i'm when I think romance films like there's a lot of films that do this. I talked about Titanic, but there are a lot of films that do this, but then there's also a lot of films that may be classified as sappy romantic films, like um, but they the developed the for characters. example. <laughs> but they developed the character, like, the notebook, yes, yes, people call it sappy and whatever, but the notebook is actually really well written when it comes to developing that relationship and, um, seeing them through all the way to old age and when they're in the, the old age home and everything, so y- you can do it properly. Even but... if your film sucks, <laughs> you can still develop your characters. Yeah.
0: Um, and this is, like, the opposite. Your film's amazing. Technically, mm-hmm. but you just forgot to develop the love story. Um, yeah. Let's move on to possibly the strongest element of the film. Okay, not the strongest, but it's up there.
1: I think it's the second to strongest. Yeah,
0: the soundtrack. Um, there's a no reason this won an Oscar for the soundtrack. This score is so yeah. beautiful. Um, If we're talking yeah. specifics, I have to say, right after she watches the soldier... Like the french soldier um pass out or die i couldn't really tell because i couldn't understand the french um that song right there oh it hits so hard and yeah the ending song too because this the soundtrack mm-hmm. is just amazing um yeah yeah they they like incorporate typewriter sounds as the percu- the percussion for, yeah like, the exactly. whole exactly so creative so good so creative um, And I realized something. Yeah,
1: yeah, yeah, yeah. But I realized something the second time I watched this. The typewriter sound effect they use in the soundtrack, dude. It's a metaphor. It's like a motif or something. Yeah, for her writing the story. No, no, no. Every time we hear the typewriter sound effect, it it is um, brain. It it's meant to symbolize someone's brain working whether that's imagining, whether that's trying to think up a story to tell, a lie to tell, whatever, we hear the typewriter sound mm. effect. So we hear it at the beginning when she's writing her play, because obviously your brainwaves are working when you're writing, when you're right. being creative writing a play. But then we hear it again, when she first sees um, Lola being being raped, um, because she's she's thinking it's, it's Robbie. We also hear it when she's looking out the window and seeing Cecilia and Robbie um, together by the fountain. And then you don't hear it through Robbie's sequence. And then it comes back again when she sees Benedict Cumberbatch marrying Lola and she realizes yeah. that he was the one who raped her. So they use this sound effect not only because it's cool, but they use it for a reason. And, yeah. I mean, that's genius. I mean...
0: To be honest, I think I can just give the soundtrack a 7% and we can um, almost just move on. I mean, this thing is just masterful.
1: Uh, Okay, okay, wait, 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 wait. I've always said that I can only give it a 7% if I listen to it. Okay, the problem with that is
0: that I wouldn't listen to it because it's a score and I don't listen to classical
1: music. So I can't apply. But I've that. listened to score. I've listened to scores. I have not listened to scores. <laughs> like I listened to the Place Beyond the Pines.
0: <laughs> that's like a mix, though. There's some songs. Yeah, that's this true. is purely orchestral. Um, hmm. And I realized that I gave like Parasite a seven percent, which I should not have done. Parasite I was way too nice on guys. Um, in retrospect, but this deserves it. I mean
1: okay okay you know what i'll give it a 6.5 i feel like that's a point that's fair can we do that 6.5 sure fair, why not this is the only
0: soundtrack we've done that even got an oscar nom wait no did parasite get an oscar nom maybe mm. i don't know but this soundtrack
1: is really beautiful um it's yeah. it's very creative oh the other thing about the soundtrack i talked about a little bit but that scene the long take when the choir is singing and they harmonize the soundtrack yes. to the choir singing. Come on, that 7%. is brilliant. Oh, seven. Oh. You know what? Fine. Seven <laughs> percent. To be Just fair. The harmonization. To be fair, I think the long take sequence and the final song, there is a chance I could listen to that one day. it's possible I could see myself it's not like it's not like a score that okay you know what yeah I'll just give it that seven percent I'll raise it up by one yeah yeah um yeah I mean if you've
0: seen this film uh I think you'd probably agree with us Mm -hmm. it's just there's nothing wrong with it either it's not like there's a bad song in there it's consistently really great it Um, really is yeah let's uh move on to production design costumes okay, and okay. set design for this yeah it's
1: more costumes and set design and I just like costumes the, the costumes by costumes alone I mean, this are these great. are some of the th- these are fantastic costumes and they're not like super flamboyant or anything where you're like you watch a film and you're like this is gonna win best costume design it's just but solid there's something about every single costume in this film that's just fantastic. Yeah. And um the set decoration
0: is amazing. But mm-hmm. okay, here's the thing. I always feel like movies set in like World War II era just kind of cheat production design because it looks so cool to us that they just like match the time period. Um but I mean, the more I think about it, the more I realize that with the high budget hollywood film that's not even that hard (laughs) um that's true like like for inglorious bastards and i gave it a Mm -hmm. six out of six because i was like oh the set design's amazing and obviously well with that one they built the theater and stuff oh that's true like looking at this one i was like yes the set design is really really great but at the end of the day it kind of has to be it literally it needs to be otherwise you just get taken out of the experience um, yeah. so I feel like with these films, that's a major portion of, uh, they that's like a priority for them.
1: Yeah. And also the whole garden, like the garden they have at that house and how that arc of yes. roses and stuff. Oh, they only used that once, <sighs> but it was so beautiful. It was beautiful. Yeah. And I don't know if this was location, but that lake where she jumps in to get him to save her from drowning. Mm hmm. I don't. I don't know if that was location. It looked like a set, though. I don't know. Especially that, that she's jumping in water. Yeah, but yeah. you would think if she's jumping in water and stuff, they would have heated, um, a heated pool. I think they, they would filmed this with. in summer.
0: I don't. I don't know. They they filmed it in England, so I don't know mm-hmm. what the water is like there. <laughs> uh, probably pretty cold, actually. Um, yeah. I think I'm giving it a five percent. The only reason I (laughs) didn't give it full marks is because they didn't build um they didn't really uh, build many sets. And I feel like to get a six out of six production design, you gotta be building some stuff. Um
1: Yeah. Five out of six. I agree. I agree. I gave it a five percent too, but I I I was thinking it was a six percent, but I ended up with five. It's very close, though. This is really well done. Mm-hmm. Especially the first act. Yeah, the, the first... The production yeah. design is fantastic. All right. Now,
0: let's talk about the location selection. Once again, easy breezy. Uh, to give it anything less than full marks would be a crime. Uh, I mean, come yep. on. When you bust out the White Cliffs of Dover, you're gonna get a 6%. <laughs> I'm, I'm sorry, but it it's literally impossible to make them look not cinematic and beautiful you could film it on like a nokia flip phone and i'd still be like damn that looks so good yeah uh a lot of the reason the cinematography for this film is so strong is because of the locations There, you know it's they're doing the cinematography loads of favors by just giving them these beautiful landscapes. They didn't have to do too much to make those shots beautiful. Um, I mean, yeah. I, I'm just gonna... There's not much I can even say. Yeah,
1: I mean, if, if you look at just the Robbie sequence every single landscape location that scene where he comes across all the nuns and schoolgirls massacred on that field and the camera slowly backs off up yeah. to see the sunrise in the background in that foggy field with the, the trees overhanging Ooh, the mist.
0: Mm.
1: oh that shot when we switched to wartime and it like it um, it's him in the house silhouette. I guess it's on a track yeah it goes through the house oh, so and he's good. in the silhouette with the pink sky in the background with all the fog across the field. I mean this is also cinematography but the location selection is vital for how beautiful this film is oh, yeah. too and ah oh, man yeah six percent six percent I just don't even want
0: to dwell on it too long would be gushing for hours I mean, Yeah. When you hit six percent that quickly, there's just not much to say. It's just Mm -hmm. immaculate. And the house, the mansion counts as a location too. So Oh yeah, yeah,
1: that's true.
0: I mean (laughs) it's just easy. Uh Mm -hmm. let's take a quick break before we get on to the back half of the review. And then we'll be coming at you with cinematography.
1: Okay, we're getting into uh, the back half the of the review. technical stuff. Heading into cinematography. Yeah,
0: cinematography. cinematography. Um, wow. Okay. This is... The only uh, 10 in cinematography I've given so far was Parasite. Totally undeserved. I'm sorry. I haven't. Okay, actually, I, I have don't want to say undeserved given a Parasite, yet. I really love the cinematography in Parasite. But just... when
1: i gave parasite an eight
0: percent but think. like when you compare parasite to something like this
1: it's just yeah. pales in comparison yeah. they use lighting they use lighting to their They advantage use lighting super well phone.
0: now i'm not gonna lie the framing <sighs> is a little tiny bit it's pretty basic when they're not you know mm. outside but it doesn't have I to don't be know. crazy i mean it still looks
1: great um that shot where he goes into that... You know where they're playing that film? Yes. Oh, I love that shot. They're playing that movie, and he's standing there in the corner oh as a silhouette, God. looking I, down. And then they replay it, but the movie's, like, his own film. <laughs> like, his life is yeah. playing on the, and the just, movie screen.
0: I freeze-framed him silhouetted while, like, the actors of the French film are making out, I, that's, like, an art piece yeah. right there. Boom. Art piece. Yeah. Him solo oh, yeah. the huge field in the background. Art piece. Lucas texted me when he watched oh. this and he said every frame is like a painting. <laughs> and I was like, okay, I'm pretty hyped. Let's get into this. I watch it. I totally agree. Like, this literally takes that saying and it, it like it's... puts it into facts. Like, <laughs> mm-hmm. oh, my gosh.
1: Yeah. Yeah. The... I think this is without a doubt the most beautiful film we have watched yeah so far and cinematography wise
0: i i don't want to make the bold ass claim that is the most beautiful film i've ever seen you know for a film nerd like me that almost bumped the entertainment value up to like an 11 percent, just because i was so captivated by the shots um i'm not
1: like when i was looking at this the
0: war sequence i was like not really paying attention to anything except the shots Um, I was literally being entertained by Mm -hmm. how beautiful it was, which, you know, counts something. Uh, but, but, you know, from a film student perspective, which is, uh, what we're giving you here, this is some inspiring stuff. So
1: yeah, yeah. I I
0: have to give it 10%. The the only thing, um, that annoys me, um, is that the blown out highlights in the first act to like give it that age look
1: yeah i agree i agree but then i put that in editing i was gonna i was gonna take down cinematography but i was like that's editing it like i understand why they did it no
0: i just hate the look of blown out highlights yeah that's like the only thing that yeah but um i get yeah if that's not even cinematography whatever 10 percent. beautiful uh
1: there's so many once again there's so many beautiful shots in this film And yes, I could nitpick if I really wanted to, but it's not worth it. It It's just going to be a 10% no matter how hard
0: you nitpick.
1: Yeah. And, I mean, the other thing is when I was looking at this film, every single prop piece, set piece, is placed perfectly to get the best shot. Like, um, the contrast, we get this scene where... All the kids are in the house together, and there's just chaos. There's stuff all over the place, lots of background noise. And then we cut to Robbie in his little dingy room, and there's nothing. It's just him in a bathtub, like, off into the corner of the frame. And there's just nothing. And that was genius to me. Also, they shot this film in 16 by 9 so they didn't even cheat with widescreen. I noticed that too. I was like, pull
0: up. This isn't even 235 to one. This is, this is something you film. Like if Lucas and I go out on our black magic and just, you know, shoot a random shot and import it, that's (laughs) what it is. 16 to nine. That's just automatic.
1: Mm Mm-hmm. Oh. And sometimes, I mean, if we're looking at the place beyond the pines I mean, it's still a really nice film, but it is somewhat cheated that they filmed it widescreen and wide screen. the color palette. Um, and the color palette, but this film does not cheat. It at makes it all. harder for itself. It by has using a super original a green color. color
0: palette, bro. Like think about Suicide yeah, Squad;
1: <laughs> they have a super original, crazy color palette, and they shot it sixteen by nine. And I feel like sixteen by nine actually amps this film up because they're able to use and they get, every you get to bit see of more. the frame and just show off everything uh, when you take um
0: like a landscape shot widescreen sure you get more width Mm -hmm. but you don't get that height this film gets that height yeah you get to see the sky
1: yeah and you get that they have lots of sunsets and sunrises i could talk about this all day (laughs) it's yeah oh and I Love Me, My Shallow Depth of Field. Any film that has a super shallow depth of field is going to be high That's your standard. Yeah, this is 10%. 10 It is a 10%. This is memorably beautiful. Yeah. Okay. Okay. Moving into editing, I also think that this film is extremely well edited, Um, cutting-wise. Yeah, I thought they used cuts pretty well. This film is fantastic. Mm-hmm. The sequence, the sequence where he, Robbie realizes he gave the wrong letter to Bryony. And it cuts to the, another thing is they cut this film to the tempo of either a typewriter or there's just, or or music. So that's really cool. But it cuts to the tempo of the typewriter. Once again, the typewriter comes in as he's Mm -hmm. rethinking if he gave her the right letter. It cuts to the beat. We see the wrong letter on the uh, table as it's parallel editing with... Um, Bryony running through the forest with the letter, and it does that like cool um pan shot of his face, and then he like yells her name. But that just that one minute sequence is edited yeah perfectly, um, perfectly.
0: I guess I yes I agree that the editing is super technically sound, and the pacing of the scenes mm-hmm. are uh pretty they're pretty good, but to me it's just not necessarily that special Um, in terms of editing you know there wasn't many scenes where other you know there's a couple scenes that are stand out to me that are edited really well but I just think overall uh, Mm -hmm. I I wasn't really wowed by many sequences Um, like I just think it was super tech like edited solidly throughout the whole thing but you know I don't really think it gets a super high score just because I wasn't you know amazed by the editing
1: yeah
0: um this honestly the strongest aspect is the color grade i thought the color grade on this film was sick i love that they just stuck with that bold green that is so hard to pull off and yes that's cinematography too but like Mm -hmm. how many other films Mm -hmm. can just have green oh yeah as like the have a happy green have a slimy green but make it all look beautiful. Mm-hmm. I, I literally, mm-hmm. I couldn't name oh, yeah. another one. They they all fail. Suicide Squad. Ugh.
1: No. Um. The only reason I'm, uh, I got cut back on editing here is because, they um, they chose to use CGI lens flares. A I. You times. know what?
0: I noticed that at least. I like... think only once, but.
1: Uh, like when she walks yeah, into exactly. the library and sees Cecilia and Robbie and there's a light on the table that we're trying That's to, exactly they're trying to keep I our noticed. focus on that light. They put like a special effect aura yeah, lens like, flare. Is
0: this about to turn fantasy? Like what the hell's going on? Mm-hmm. And
1: it worked though. Like I didn't it notice didn't, uh, It Robbie and... <sighs> It didn't work for me because I was thinking, okay, but the light is far away from the camera. The camera isn't even pointed at the light. And yet we're get and it's not even out of focus. And yet we're getting a lens flare. It didn't make sense. And it pulled me out of the film. I was like, why did they make that decision? And there's also a couple times um, at the start of the film that there's characters. They've, well, first they've blown up the exposure, which I get they're doing that to show the contrast. It's a little distracting not I not overly it's only distracting, distracting but there are moments where it's a little distracting student slash film nerd maybe but overall i think this film is extremely well cut and just the fact that most of this film is edited on tempo with either a typewriter or the soundtrack is an achievement by itself i'm not going to give it full marks but i'm going to give it a seven out of I'm eight i'm giving percent. it
0: a six percent um i guess i just thought it was less impressive <laughs> like i don't know i just kind of thought that it was really <laughs> technically solid but there wasn't necessarily anything that was wowing me about it um but 6% still pretty strong yeah uh yeah
1: oh the other thing about editing is the foley work the foley fantastic. work is really nice film. that was the other yeah. thing yeah
0: yeah let's move on to acting out of 10% um i eh, eh, eh. i thought i actually i give it pretty um I actually like the performances in this thing. Yeah.
1: I I, I they're they're fine. Eh, man, I, I thought that James, I McAvoy thought James McAvoy
0: gave a really was good performance.
1: Great. And he's a fantastic oh, actor yeah. as we've seen in Split. I mean, this man can act. But um yeah, I think he gives the strongest performance. I thought I mean, Kira
0: Knightley was actually really strong as well i liked her performance a lot yes her character wasn't that fleshed out but i don't know i just really liked her performance
1: um yeah i feel like she wasn't doing anything that great though like it it felt like just i think she just played the character that she was given
0: given. uh, as good as she could have. yeah
1: i mean i think the character is written somewhat it works with her, and the director had already worked with Keira Knightley on *Pride and Prejudice*. Yeah, so. and Sir Ronan, I'm giving yeah.
0: her hella credit because she almost mm-hmm. did a good performance. Like in my per- uh, opinion, as a child actor, probably the one of the best child actor performances, honestly. To get mm-hmm. nominated for an Oscar. I mean, she was eleven. 11 and got nominated. Yeah. Exactly. That's crazy. Is that mm-hmm. a
1: record? Yeah, I think Shirley Temple oh, has to yeah, record. Shirley Temple, goddamn. <laughs> um uh, but she she was yeah, she was good. And I don't think like you're saying you're kind of annoyed by her, but I feel like that's the character. Yeah, and like, you're is. You're supposed yeah, to kind no, of be annoyed I, totally. with this girl. I just
0: Mhm. I just think overall, especially um Lola, her actor, I thought was pretty bad
1: oh yeah yeah. and
0: honestly benedict cumberbatch Um, i didn't like his performance that much
1: i don't know i digged benedict cumberbatch's performance especially that scene where he's talking to lola uh in that room with the twins maybe it was cuz second watch and i knew what he was gonna do but it was weird it was creepy his performance is creepy and yet it's not so creepy that on first watch, you're going to be immediately creepy. That's out, true. You know? I guess I, it's the only thing this, that creeped me out is when
0: he's like, you have to bite it. Like, bite down. I was like, whoa, what yeah. the hell? Yeah, exactly. Wow.
1: <laughs> <laughs> he's like, he's stylish and smart. And a predator. But he's got this just... Yeah, there's something yeah. that he shows through his performance. And I actually, I actually like his I, performance. I he's not in a lot of this movie. He has only like two or three yeah, scenes. I just... I I I think what he does is decent.
0: I'm just kind of considering the fact that I really like him and almost everything else he's been in, that this was just kind of on the weaker Mm -hmm. end of his performances. Um, I also really didn't like the actor who played Bryony um, as an 18-year-old nurse. I just thought all of the acting in the nurse section was pretty weak. Like, pretty much just every character sucked.
1: The nurse section was just. I didn't. I feel like you could have cut most of that and given Kira Knightley some yeah. character and, development.
0: And James McAvoy's and supporting film. soldier friend just wasn't that believable. He, like, wasn't even that.
1: I thought he was. He was
0: okay. Yeah. He just wasn't he was very okay. sad when he died. Um, and I guess he's, you know, he's a very. But I think he also realized he he's was. He's a minor role. Like, he's a very minor role. But I just. Yeah. You know, yeah. I thought they could have cast a better buddy and had the better aesthetic there. Uh what are you feeling? I I gave it a 7%. Um
1: I also gave it a 7%. Yeah. It's it's okay. Um yeah, I, I maybe I'm ripping on it too much. It, it's it's pretty good. And also James McAvoy's final monologue in that scene uh where Yeah, that that nice goes to their house. Yeah, and he's like he just lets her have it. I mean, that that, that was, was probably the best hint what we're in the gonna get, thing. yeah, it was
0: enough tangenting. let's uh, bring it back to entertainment yeah, value. seven
1: seven percent
0: uh for entertainment value, now it plays a little bit slow, but overall, I think the pacing um is actually pretty solid in this film uh yes the mm-hmm. screenplay is weak on the development but i didn't necessarily find that much boring um even the nursing part yes i thought it was acted poorly and didn't really need to be there but it was still um decently entertaining um yeah it, it wasn't uh like a boring go on my phone section and it's not like i'm gonna skip no. it if i ever watch it again uh And honestly, just the cinematography alone, like I was saying, was keeping me so into it just because I was Mm -hmm. so uh, awestruck by especially the war sequence, you know, it, you know, act two, stereotypically boring act, you know? Um,
1: Yeah, no, I think act two is the best act act
0: two is the best act in this film,
1: or the most entertaining
0: and the ending kind of keeps you invested because you want to know what's going to happen. How it's going to end up. Mm -hmm. Uh, Honestly, I think that the beginning has the least entertainment value, at least. Um, And honestly, especially I feel like on a second watch, when you understand that you're never going to see any of these characters again, and it's just a setup for what's about to happen, even though it's a strong setup, Mm
1: -hmm.
0: just watching that 40 minutes, knowing what's going to happen, I feel like would make it a bit... um, slow to rewatch, but at the end of the day, if I'm rewatching this thing, I'm like solely just watching what's happening on screen. Like, if I wasn't taking notes for this review right now, I, I probably would have ignored many bits of dialogue just because I was like looking at the shot. Um unfortunately yeah. I had to pay yeah. attention to a dollar. <laughs> but you know, uh I thought it was decently entertaining especially for a romance because normally romances
1: i find are pretty boring yeah um yeah i i mean we were talking about this a little bit um but i was i was thinking because yeah this is based off a novel and as you're saying the, the synopsis of the novel and the movie are practically the same so obviously um joe wright didn't have the ability to change that much in this film uh which isn't awful but the one thing that i feel like this film does that a lot of movie adaptations do is it's um it feels like too much is happening in too little time yeah but that ups the entertainment ever so slightly That's true. Because that means that more stuff is happening <laughs> in less amount yeah. of time. That might not be great for the screenplay, but entertainment value is fantastic. I know a lot of people take movie adaptations very seriously, especially people who have read the book. People are like, you know, they they always compare it to the novel. They're they're always a good example is Harry Potter because that is one of the biggest. Um, People have seen the Harry Potter movies and read. I'm the Harry going Potter on record books. saying and I'm not a Harry Potter fan at all. I'm <laughs> a Lord of the Rings guy. <laughs> okay, Lord of the Rings is one too, but I feel like most people haven't read the Lord of the Rings I've read novels them. and they've seen the movies. The movies are bad. Bo- at least I, I've only read the first book. Yeah. <laughs> Um, but Harry Potter is a good example because people always compare the book and the movie, and they're like, "Eh, the movie was fine, but it didn't do this. It didn't. It didn't right. uh, have this part. It didn't." And my biggest thing about film adaptations is, who cares about the book? Who cares? Focus on the movie. Mm-hmm. This this is a completely different medium. A film is not able to tackle everything a book can tackle. Read the book, enjoy the book. Watch the movie, enjoy the movie. If you want to critique the film on film elements do that but don't critique the film because it didn't have your favorite like, scene in some the stuff book. in harry potter don't, too is like
0: almost virtually impossible to film realistically yeah like quidditch bro how do they even i don't know <laughs> <laughs> there's technical limitations <laughs> when you're adapting a book
1: yeah but that's the biggest thing for me and there are some fantastic film adaptations and the important thing for me is when a movie is adapting a book, it has to stand by itself. I think Atonement does it decently, but I do feel there are are moments where I feel like too much is happening too quickly. Um, It could have been slowed down. Some extra scenes could have been added. Um, And I I was, I was trying to think about an example of a film that does this well. Um, We need to talk about Kevin is the one that I came up with, which is a, Little indie film that adapted a novel. Wait, that's an adapted screenplay? Um, oh, yeah. wow. I didn't know that. And But that film doesn't... it. It's a completely different thing. It's, it's the movie. It is... You can watch that movie alone. It doesn't feel like it was a book. I had no it, idea it was a book. It's focusing <laughs> on the core values of that film and the, the core... Message. Everything that yeah. is important in that film. And it is extremely uh, impressive, and I feel like this film wasn't perfect, but it did a pretty good job, and it stayed fairly entertaining. Um, yeah, I think the first 20 minutes are kind of boring. I think that the, uh, all the nursing stuff isn't that great until she goes to Robbie and Cecilia's house, but other than that, that was okay. It was, uh, pretty fun, especially that was my second watch, and I still was relatively entertained. Um, I gave it a 7 out of 10%.
0: Yeah, uh, I gave an 8%. I know I was talking about how I could see this getting boring on a second watch, but on the first watch, it kept me enthralled the whole time. Uh, it wasn't mm-hmm. anything crazy, but, you know, my attention was there the whole time. Yeah. It kept me entertained. Uh, yeah, 8%. Yeah, could see how it could lose value, though um all right let's move on to overall technical achievement uh
1: this film is pretty yeah this film is very strong technically um, i think this is fantastic uh the Um, editing i didn't give the editing
0: a seven percent or full marks but that's not to say that the editing is not good i just think that it's not really uh impressive on its own necessarily but when you pair the editing with the cinematography i mean overall technical achievement for me is very high um this this is one of those films that i would watch again literally on mute just to just to watch it um (laughs) you know like this film is so strong technically uh I think they could have made it a silent film with subtitles, and I would still be impressed. Um, Even though the sound work, too, is incredible. Like, Mm -hmm. just, there's nothing weak. Nothing that distracting about these elements at all. And the cinematography is just so beautiful. Uh, I really don't know what else to say. There's just nothing I can really take away from this film in terms of overall technical achievement. Uh,
1: 100%?
0: No, not 100%. 14%. No,
1: uh, no I give... Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Um, yeah. I mean, it, looking at my uh, my stuff, I gave editing a 7 out of 8, and then soundtracks and metography, the rest of the technical stuff. Got full marks. Um, it's not going to get... I also gave a 14%. But, uh, yeah, I agree with you. Everything is just solid in this film, and the cinematography is fantastic. Yeah. The sound is fantastic. I, I would go so far um, as to say not everything is solid, but everything is near perfect. Near Yeah. Perfect. Yeah. I agree. 14 out of 15% for overall technical achievement. Atonement. You surprised me. Can I just say that? You know what? When it surprised me, the wheel me landed too. on this film... When The Wheel landed on this film, I did not think I was going to it was going to get this high of a percentage from me. I thought it was going to be in the like mid low 70s.
0: Yeah, to be honest, I had no but, idea what to expect, but just the fact that it's a romance and I had never even heard of it. Maybe that's just cuz I live under a rock. And also just I wasn't even really familiar <laughs> with the director's other works. I was like skeptical. But uh, it scored decently high for me. Um, Should we take a... Or no, let's say the percentages first. Uh, What was your uh, final percentage for this film?
1: Yeah, so all tallied up, my overall percentage was an 83%. 83, nice.
0: And my total percentage was an 82. So we're an pretty much in agreement wow. so uh, 82.5 82. for the total percentage to me this is just such a example of this honestly could have been one of my favorite films of all time if they just had an amazing screenplay because you know if the if the yeah. screenplay is amazing all of a sudden now the beginning is stronger the story is stronger um I th- honestly if they just strayed away from the book a little bit more maybe i don't know but uh, mm-hmm. the screenplay really dragged the score down
1: yeah. let's take a quick break okay we'll take a quick break yeah, and then we'll we're gonna come back wheel. with the wheel yes sir
0: all right and welcome we're back, back. We're, it's time to spin that wheel see what we will be reviewing in yeah. next week's episode
1: I do not need QuickTime Player this week because I do not have my computer with me, so I will be spinning
0: on a, my phone. It's a sad day. It's no a sad QuickTime day. No QuickTime Player.
1: Um, but Can we have rely? handy
0: screen recording. Our wheel is branded now, so oh, if yeah. you follow us on Instagram, uh, you will get to see the new branded
1: Yeah, it's awesome. On our story. And we are spinning in three, two, one.
0: Ooh, I'm hyped. Honestly, at this point, I have no expectations.
1: Okay. Whoa, whoa, whoa. What do we get? My guy. We have just landed on my personal all time favorite movie, Children of Men. Oh, what? Children when did you of Men. Stop being
0: Birdman. Like I two Birdman years ago. Was
1: your favorite? No, uh, two okay. years ago okay children children of of men men. have you seen children of men no 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 my guy you are going to love (laughs) this movie yeah this is you're just an
0: alfonso guy hey
1: oh yeah i love alfonso and it's emmanuel Lebesgue cinematography i think this film is gonna hit the 90s just saying i think this is gonna hit the 90s we'll
0: see man um i'm actually really excited oh oh it's oh okay yeah yeah i yeah oh wait dude this is our shortest film by far so far
1: yeah how long is it uh
0: 109 minutes um and if you're bad at math that's just under two hours (laughs) so 49 minutes yeah so uh our shortest film yet um Do you you want me to read a quick plot synopsis? Read that plot synopsis. I am IMDb. Good old trusty IMDb. I'm really excited to watch this film. Uh, In 2027, in a chaotic world in which women have become somehow infertile, a former activist agrees to help transport a miraculously pregnant woman to sanctuary at sea. Uh, that sounds
1: pretty crazy. <laughs> oh, okay. Let's just say you know I love my tracking shots, and this film's got a ton of tracking shots. Okay.
0: Uh. Yeah, I'm ex. I'm expecting a lot. Um, if it's Lucas's all-time favorite. My all-time and, favorite And uh, we will see if it delivers. This film is from two thousand and six. Mm-hmm. It looks like. Yeah. Theatrical release in two thousand seven. Directed by ya boy alfonso and it is uh, starring clive owen julianne moore and michael Caine. some yeah. great names love to see it especially michael Caine. um mm-hmm. i love that guy uh oh, right, yeah
1: that's gonna be fun okay Make sure well, you uh that's awesome
0: watch this film in preparation mm-hmm. For next week's episode just so you don't get any spoilers um assuming this movie could have some twists and turns yes sir uh yeah let's uh we'll see you again next week guys yeah thanks and, for yeah, listening make sure you watch children of men
1: yeah thanks for listening to atonement and yeah we will see you, you guys next tough. week see ya Thank you for listening to Slightly Qualified Film Students. Make sure to tune in next week for a new film discussion and review. Our theme song is Slightly Sexy by Thompson Springs. Make sure to subscribe and leave us a like. Send us feedback and comments as well as your thoughts on the film. Follow us on Instagram and Twitter at S underscore Q underscore F underscore S. If you would
0: like to send us a question or a comment for next week's episode, you can email us at sqfilmstudents at gmail.com.
1: Thanks for listening and we'll see you all next week. Bye.